it's a blessing you all are here. Let's turn our Bibles tonight to 1 Samuel chapter 27. 1 Samuel chapter 27 tonight. We have all probably heard the admonition, don't follow your heart, or don't follow after your own heart before. And that's wise counsel. We should be seeking after God's heart. Uh, Today, I was... uh, uh, taking some scrap metal to Green Bay as part of my work for the church and just taking it up there, scrapping it in. And then I, I went to one of my favorite little uh, corners to study. It's called Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, so I found I found a quiet place to, to study with some coffee. And as I was there, I'm a, I'm a people watcher. When I'm processing things or I'm studying and I'm just processing some thoughts and God's word, I, I like to watch people as they come in and out of the store get their coffee, and uh, I had a uh, there was a there was a mom that came in with her young six seven year old son, and I was just watching the different interactions there. The mom goes up to the counter and and starts asking about the different levels of gift cards, and the cashier says, "Well, you can get ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, and the mom says, "Okay, we'll we'll do a ten dollar gift card." And right away, the boy pipes up and says, "We want twenty-five." We want 20, and the mom says, hush, 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 you know, no, we, we want a $10, but I want 25 and I just, I was just thinking, I was like, that's, you know, that, yeah, that's what I would want as a kid, too, and then she goes on to order her donuts and different things, she said, we'll take the blueberry and the chocolate, and the kid pipes up again, he says, well, I want all of them, and we can, we'll take all of them home. And, uh, and, and in her, as she again settles her kid down and say, well, we'll just take the blueberry and the chocolate. And just thinking, if the kid was able to, at that moment, follow his own heart, it would have been, number one, very taxing on his mom's checkbook, and number two, very unhealthy for him. And there, we just, uh, just in that simple, simple illustration, we, we know in our own hearts what Scripture says about us. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And in, 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 Samuel, in 1 Samuel 27, David is going to start. He, he was at a high point in the last chapter, following God, trusting God. And throughout the last several chapters, there have been times where even through making mistakes, he comes back and he, he keeps trusting God. And here... He's going to listen to what his heart tells him, and he's going to start even lying. But what he doesn't know is that he himself, because he's listening to his own heart, has, has, is actually the one believing the lie, hook, line, and sinker. Let's look at verse 1 together. And David said in his heart, there it is right there, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul, There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me. To seek me any more in the coast of Israel, so shall I escape out of his hand. And David arose, and he passed over with six hundred men that were with him unto Achish, the son of Mahak, the king of Gath. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath, And he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam of of the Jezreelites, and Abigail the Carmelitess, Nabal's wife. 
And it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath, and he sought no more again for him. And it seems there in the narrative that this has worked. Saul's not after him anymore. Saul doesn't want to take his 3,000 chosen men over to the Philistines and search for... He doesn't want that fight. He's not going to take him to search for David over there. And here we see verse 1 against it. And David said in his heart, his, his own heart is deceiving him that the safety that he's brought himself by, by, by making this move uh, this plan B, so to speak, we're going to see what God's plan A was. And, and we're going to see that, that when we uh, don't follow God's plan A, we, we get ourselves into, into a boatload of trouble as well. Our own hearts can deceive us into thinking that our way of safety is better than God's way. And when, when we allow the doubt and the discouragement to come at us like fiery darts and the devil and we don't lift up that shield of faith saying, no, I do, I'm going to trust my God, that's when we start and we are assuredly believing the devil's lies hook, line, and sinker. Let's pray. Father, would you show us your truth tonight? And Lord, show us the simple truth of how to combat the lies of the enemy. Lord, knowing your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. First thing I want us to see here tonight is David's wrong choice to follow his heart. Look, it, it, it was, it was a, a, a choice to speedily escape into the land of the Philistines. Now, if you imagine this on a map, David is over by the Dead Sea. He's over across in, in more of an oasis in En Gedi, and he travels all the way back across through the mountainous region into the upper portion of the Philistines near Gath. And that's, that's where David is going. Why was this a wrong choice? Why, does, why am I saying that this is a wrong choice? Because the Bible says it. It was removing, number one, it was removing him from a place where the prophet of God had told him to remain. Go back just a couple chapters to 1 Samuel 22. I just want to revisit this for a moment and let you see it with your own eyes. 1 Samuel 22 and verse 5. The prophet of the Lord, Gad, has approached David and he has a message for him. It says in verse 5 of chapter 22, And the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hold, not where it's safe here, depart and get thee into the land of Judah. So it was specifically told to, to David, and this was, this was God's command to David, don't stay in some fenced-in city or, or, or area where you think you're going to be safe. I have a plan for you to put you in a kingship position one day, and you need to trust me with your life that you can, you can survive in the land of Judah even when you're being uh, chased by Saul every day who's wanting to kill you. And secondly, the, this was a wrong choice because he was rushing into an idolatrous land for, for sanctuary when he knew full, this, is, this was something that in just the previous chapter he had accused Saul of doing to him. Look at 1 Samuel 26, verse 19. Saul has had that encounter with David once again where David has spared his life. And David says to Saul, verse 19 of chapter 26, Now therefore I pray thee, let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If the Lord hath stirred thee up against me, let him accept an offering. If the Lord's in this, let me, let me offer something to him and, if, and make peace. 
But if they be the children of men, cursed be they before the Lord. For they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. What David is doing right now, he's, he's accused Saul of doing this to him, of, of driving him out of the land of Judah into, into the, the lands. But what he's done now, because he is not following God, he is, he's allowing those, those, those lies of the devil, doubt, discouragement to drive him to, to despair. I mean, look at verse 1. What is he saying? I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There, there's, there's nothing God can do about it. And he's driven to a low because he's accepting this as, as Saul is seeking for his life. <clears throat> David allows that in his life and he seeks refuge among the, the, the Philistines. What has he done here? He's lost the vision of kingship that God's given to him. Who told him that he was going to be king over Israel? God did. Through who? Samuel. Samuel when he anointed. And right now, David is forgetting that, and he's going down a wrong path that will lead to some pretty great consequences in the chapters to follow here. And in our own life, when we lose the vision that God has for us, that our life, that we are chosen, that we are His, that we are sealed, that we are to be abiding and bearing fruit. If we lose that, that, that God-sized vision for our life, that we can be fruitful Christians, then we start believing the, the lies of the enemy. We start believing those lies of doubt and despair that we're nothing, that we're lonely, that we're with, you know, we don't, God doesn't really have a purpose for my life. I should just look for my own thing to do. And we run for safety and comfort, and that's exactly what David is doing here. Look at verse 5 now. And David said unto Achish, If I have now found grace in thine eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in a royal city with thee? Then Achish gave him Ziklag that day, Wherefore, Ziklag pertaineth unto the kings of Judah unto this day. And the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistine was a, Philistines was a full year and four months. Sixteen months. Sixteen months. He, he, I, David, at this point, he's I, I think I found peace. But what David's wrong choice has, has caused him to do is to start lying. Where do we see that? The end of verse 5. Uh, he says, would you give me a town, Achish, somewhere, somewhere far in the country, for why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? I, I don't want to be a burden to you. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to be here and, and, and bother you. Why don't you give me a town in the country somewhere far away from here so that I won't be a bother to you? Was that David's intentions? No, we'll see in a, in a moment. David wanted a, a city far away from Achish, so that he could fight his own battles, so that he could do what, what he wanted to do uh, without Achish knowing about it. And so he now is, is lying again to, to, the, to the king of Gath. And so David ends up dwelling there with the 600 men and their families and, and David's family. And now David st- believes that he's safely following God's plan for, for his life. And he believes that his lies to King Achish have brought him safety when, in fact, he's the one that's being lied to. David is the one that's believing those lies. 
because he's he's not he's not seen he's not seen right that God can truly take care of him. He's trying to create his own safety. Safety is of the Lord, not not of us. We the Lord can hold us with his his hand and and we will be just fine. But David is has lost sight of that. Look at verse eight here. And David and his men went up and invaded the Jeshurites and the Gezerites and the Amalekites, for those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land, as thou goest to the shore, even unto the land of Egypt. And David smote the land and left neither man nor woman alive, and took away the sheep and the oxen and the asses and the camels and the apparel, and returned and came unto Achish. So David wanted that country far out in, in the, in, he, he wanted that city far away from Achish to where he could attack and smite these different enemies of Israel. Was that good? Yes, that was, uh, that was good. So he was still on the Israelite side, but he was fighting within the walls of the, of the Philistines. The, the problem was he was lying to, to King Achish to do it. He, he could have went right in there and fought those enemies uh, on God's side, allowing God to take care of them instead of under the guise of a lie. Achish falls for these lies. And, and uh, what, what, when, when David gets done fighting these peoples, he brings the news back to Achish. And uh, the news that he tells Achish is different than what he actually did. Look at verse 10. And Achish said, Whither have you made a road today? What is Achish saying there? He's saying, where have you expanded my kingdom today? He's saying, what, what, what battles have you fought? I don't know if any of you have ever played the game Settlers of Catan. And in order to expand your kingdom, you have to build roads. And so if you can get that in your head, he's saying, How have you, what have you done today to expand my kingdom? Who have you fought today? And David said, against the south of Judah and against the south of the Jeremelites and against the south of the Kenites, and David, and really in, in that one verse, it, it shows us David is again lying to cover up another lie. He's saying, I've went all the way down to the south of Judah, and I fought off your enemies, king. And, 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 and we see what, what he actually did in verse 11. It tells us, and David saved neither man nor woman alive. Why? To bring tidings to Gath, saying, lest they should tell on us, saying, so did David, and so will be his manner all the while he dwelleth in the country of the Philistines. That's why he was doing that. He wasn't going to leave anybody alive to tell about it. And this was not the Lord's, not the Lord's plan for, for David. But verse 12, And Achish believed David, saying, He hath made his people Israel to utterly abhor him. Therefore he shall be my servant forever. David wasn't his servant. David was believing a lie. He was believing he was safe by piling lie upon lie. And he wasn't. He was the one lying to himself. He had bought into Satan's lies. And when you've done that, you're not safe. Satan makes you think you're safe, but you're not safe. And David's tested even further then. Go into 1 Samuel chapter 28, and let's read the first couple verses there. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle thou and thy men. Wow. Okay, so he's been telling these lies now, 
And now King Achish is saying, hey, we've got this huge battle against Saul and the Israelites. You're coming with us. You've been doing great work. All you've been reporting to me. And now you and your men are going to get a chance to prove your loyalty even further. You're going to come with me and battle against your own people. And what is David's response? His response is a half-truth. <clears throat> and David said unto Achish, Surely thou, know, thou shalt know what thy servant can do. He doesn't say, I'm going to go out to battle with you. He's just saying, you know what I can do. You, you, you know the, the, the strength of, of, of me. And, and Achish said to David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of mine head forever. See, David still is not being honest. He's not following God. He's still trying to keep himself safe. And, and he's, he's falling to the lies of Satan. How does this narrative apply to our own life? How does, how does that narrative of David telling, uh, t- uh, believing the lie of Satan that he'll be kept safe somewhere other than where God wanted him, how does that apply to our lives right now? How do we avoid the lies of Satan? And that's, that's really what it gets down to is when we follow our own heart and what we want to do, when we follow our own heart and the, and the things that, that our heart is telling us to do, we fall into those lies. How do we avoid that? Know his heart. Know his heart. You get to know God's heart on a regular basis. You not only get to know it, you're desperate to know it. Then you're going to be able to, in those moments, lift up the shield of faith against the fiery darts of the wicked one. Because the fiery darts are flying. The, 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 the darts of doubt, the darts of, of discouragement, despair, you've, you've probably all, if not in the last week or so, experienced those, those darts firing at you. And I'm telling you tonight, the way we combat that is by faith in who God is, who he says he is. And how do we know that? Because we get to know his heart. We have to know his heart so that we know or we're able to spot the lies of the enemy. And I say all that to say this, what do we know David most by? There's a phrase in the Bible that we know and characterize David by. We know him, I'll start it, you finish it, as a man. What does that tell us about David? What does that tell us about us? That there's real hope. For someone uh, uh, that's lying like this, who's going after his own heart in this moment, there are times in our life where we undoubtedly go after our own heart. Did you know that you today can be characterized? You can turn from that if, if, you, are, or if you are following something that, that is not right, and you, you, you deal with that between you and God. But do you know that your life doesn't have to be characterized by that? And we know David's life. You've read through First and Second Samuel, I'm sure. There's multiple points where he follows after his own heart that we haven't even gotten to yet. And yet God still calls him a man after my own heart. There is hope for you tonight, real hope in Jesus, that when you get to know his heart, go beyond that. Be, be desperate to know his heart. Then you'll be able to spot the lies of the enemy that are coming at you every single day. Don't be doubtful. Don't be discouraged. 
God has a real plan for each one of our lives. We are chosen. We're chosen to be his friends and to bear fruit. My question to you is, do you believe in the goodness of God? Do you, like we talked about on Sunday night, do you believe God is, is, is good to, to you and, and good enough to you, to you to be able to share that good news with others as he's chosen you to do? Or have you fallen to the lies of the enemy? Mark it down. It's not, it's not some other people that are believing a lie. It's, it's you, my friend, at that point that have bought into Satan's lies, hook, line, and sinker. We don't have to tonight. All right? Let's pray tonight, and then we'll, we'll go to prayer as a, as a group here as the Lord leads. Father, would you help us tonight, just as we look at, at that narrative of David, Lord, to uh, look to your heart for wisdom and instruction, or that we would, um, as the Bible tells us in Proverbs, to, to chase after wisdom, and that we would want to see your heart. Lord, you have that wisdom open-handed for us, uh, where we can, we can run to you and take it. Lord, you don't scold us for, for wanting wisdom. Lord, I pray that uh, if there's someone here tonight that's, that's falling under the, the attack of the enemy, that's constantly under doubt or discouragement, Lord, that they would be able to lift up the shield of faith tonight, knowing that they can be a man or woman after your own heart, just like David was. In Jesus' name, amen.